big. We talk about how big God is and how amazing God is because he's just he's just big. But I want us to understand something about something because God is so big and he can do anything. How many believe he can do anything? I mean, you know, he obviously can't disobey his own written law and word. He doesn't do that. But I mean, anything in the impossible God can do uh, with men. It's impossible with God. It's it's possible. But uh, there's so many things that we don't even access. Uh, we don't get to because we don't receive it. Or even though we kind of know it, we don't really know it because we don't actually walk it out. If I could convince you today that God did some things for you and it's paid in full, would it change the way you respond? You ever gone out to eat with someone and they either took the check or you got the check and you planned it all along or didn't know they were going to do it. And they got the check and it was paid for. And you thought this or I've even had them say to me, and this has not been anybody in here, so just, you know. Uh, but I'm just saying it's not a bad thing either, but just said, and cause I've thought the same thing, man, if I'd have known you're going to get the check, I'd order the prime rib. Wouldn't have got the soup. I just get the appetizer. They're half off right now. You ever feel like that? And like, ah, but then you have to kind of get a hold of yourself. Cause that sounds real carnal, <laughs> but it was paid in full. He'd already paid for it. We've been to a restaurant before and I went and I'm like, Hey, where's my check? And there, somebody already took care of it. What? It's paid for. It's paid in full. What if we could convince you that Jesus already paid for some stuff? And I'm not talking about material things. I'm just talking about living a good life. I'm talking about being free. Come on, somebody. I'm talking about having a mindset to be like, you know, I'm not trapped in this little mindset of the box here. This is what I do. Time to fix the donuts. Get up, go down, and I do the same thing. We, We are people of routine. I get that. But what if our routine could have new purpose? new vision, a new life. If we could tell you that it was paid in full, I want to read a story Jesus talks about. And it's pretty cool because when Jesus is talking about it, it's got to be pretty good. Uh, Luke 10, 30 through 35 says this. Jesus replied, a Jewish man was traveling from Jerusalem down to Jericho. He was attacked by bandits. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him up, left him half dead beside the road. By chance, a priest came along But when he saw the man lying there, he crossed to the other side of the road and passed him by. The temple assistant walking over took looked at him lying there, but he also passed by on the other side. A despised Samaritan came along, and when he saw the man, he felt compassion for him. Going over to him, the Samaritan soothed his wounds with olive oil and wine, bandaged them, and he put the man on his own donkey, took him to an inn, took care of him. Next day, he handed the innkeeper two silver coins, telling him, take care of this man. If the bill runs higher than this... I'll pay you the next time I'm here. Now, the NLT says from that's kind of some. I mean, sometimes we are going we're always going from somewhere. We're from here, from there. What did we ever do before GPS? I had Kim and I used to carry a big road atlas. I mean, it was like mumbo. We had it in the back of the seat. And I remember pulling over going. Trying to find Kalamazoo or Wapakoneta or whatever we were looking for, you know. And just trying to find that somewhere. And then, you know, okay, we go here. And she was great at reading the map because she was my navigator. And we'd be going, she'd go, okay, you're going to come to a road and it is, there it goes. <laughs> no, she wouldn't do that. She would always tell me, here comes the road and then, you know, you're going to turn right. And now you have Siri or Esther or Google or whatever their names are. And now they're coming up with Bixby. Bixby will help you. 
I say, I wonder if Bixby has an accent. I don't know. But anyway, you know, sometimes they're not right. Sometimes I'd like to punch Siri. I'll ask Siri a question. I'm sorry, I can't tell you that. Well, what good are you? (laughs) You know, what I'm saying is, what if we could find a way that we could start walking things out and understanding if we know that they're paid, take advantage of something that's already been paid for. That's what we want to talk about. So we're always on our destination from someplace going to somewhere else. And uh, we can get, you know, you can get to a lot of places by going a different way. You know, there's different ways. If you're in Marion and get stopped by a train, you can take the overpass. Not that you'd ever get stopped by a train in Marion, but there's a chance. You could take the overpass and go over the train and go around the block and come here. I, I've talked to some people that just moved to Marion and they go, how many one-way streets do you have in this town? I'm like, I, 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 I know. You know, I mean, what are, what are you going to say? I, you know, have you ever gone down a one-way street and you go past it and realize you can't turn around, you got to go clear around again just to... Somebody up there that designed that is going. (laughs) The Bible, you know, he was coming down from somewhere. And I'm going to talk in just a couple of minutes. Sometimes we're there's a road to get to where we got to go. If you go to Columbus, you travel to Columbus, it's minutes or miles. When we pastored on the east side of Columbus, if I had to go to a hospital, depending on what time. I mean, I could be camping out in my car. I could, you know, wave at the Partridge family. Hey, you got any more chips there? I, you know, I, because you got, you're just stuck in traffic. There's some people that live 10 miles from where they work, but every day it was 45 minutes. 10 miles, 45 minutes. And people would give us a hard time. We live 27 miles from the church, and they're like, how do you live so far? I'm home in 32 minutes. And that's just driving leisurely. And it's country. I'm waving at deer and raccoons. How you doing? Good to see you. Yeah. But they're over there. <laughs> okay, that's another story. But anyway, what I'm telling you is there's always, but there's different ways sometimes to get in different places. The enemy, and I'm going to get a little more detail on this in just a minute, is going to try to get you off the path you're supposed to be on. There is a safe path. And he wants to get you off that path. Because if he can get you off that path, then you're out of the protection of that path. Say amen to that. Because he's after... What you already have, because it's paid in full. But he's after your inheritance for you to realize that, so you can't act on what you've already been given that's paid for. Because if you act on it, he's the one that that feels that uh, repercussion from that. The Bible says the Samaritan set him on his own animal, bandaged him up, probably with his own shirt. I don't know if he carried a lot of stuff like that with him. Put him in proper care and paid for it. And then declared, I'll take care of it if there's more than this. So many times, in my own self as as well. So please, I'm not trying to throw this at anybody. We've let the enemy just beat us up. We have just been easy targets. And we've let him do it. And, And some of us know we've let him do it. But we feel like we're not strong enough to stop him. Because we've just been beat down so much. Or our self-esteem is beaten down. We'll talk about that in a second. But I want you to understand, if you don't realize anything else, this is the game changer. God paid for this in full. If you're, if you're addicted to something, it's paid for. Your freedom is paid for in full. 
If you have been uh, abused, it's been paid for freedom from that in full. If you're wounded, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity. I'm telling you, according to Isaiah and first Peter, it's paid for. So if we would understand the the blessing that we have to walk in something that's already been taken care of. It's really great if I'm taking my kids out to eat and I'm, you know, and I'm just like, hey, just tell them what you want. I remember uh, we were in a restaurant and Sam, he's my youngest son. And uh, Sam, you know, he's just because he understands he understands faith. And so the, you know, the waitress now he's younger, he's he's maybe 10 years old, but he's already because he's lived in this house. We just faith. We're, We're talking faith. We're talking faith, 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 what we're talking and, uh, you know, and so anyway, the waitress comes over and says, what do you have? And Sam's like, I'm going to have these four or five pork chops and I'm going to have this. And I'm going to, I mean, he just like, why don't you just give her the menu and say, give me one of each. And we're like, no, 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 you're not. And he's looking at me like, what's the problem? And I said, are you paying for that? He said, no, you are. <laughs> we told him he had to bring his order back a little bit, but I'm telling you with God, God has already paid for things that we have just not even realized. And even if we did, we just think, well, it's paid for for maybe Brett because he's special. I'm not special. God loves me like he loves you. You need to understand that. We, we all put our pants on the same way, one leg at a time, unless you're really agile. Oh, boy, there's a word picture for you. (laughs) God paid for what you need in full. So if you got issues, and let me just say this, everybody here, including the preacher, we all, our plate doesn't always sit straight on the building. It doesn't, on the building, on the table. It always does sit straight. You got me messed up now. But I'm telling you, God paid for all that. If you got stuff you got to give to God, he paid for it. We might as well use what he's paid for. The enemy is counting that you won't use what is paid for. He's counting that you won't get in the the backpack or the arsenal that God has given you or whatever he's given you for you to use it because it's paid for. He's going to try to get you to say you can't use it. You don't know how to do that. This is what happens. He's, He's sold most of us at different times a lie. Well, I'm going to understand that when I get everything right. When I get my life right, man, I'm telling you what, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. I want, but I got to get this right and this right and this right. And then I'm going to come to church. I just heard somebody say that the other day. Well, I'm going to wait till I get all this and I'm going to come to church. Well, can I just say, church isn't going to save you. Church, this is just a building. This isn't a, this isn't a you know, like a magic box. The church are people. People are true riches from God. What saves you is the grace of Jesus. Because why? He paid for it all. In other words, whatever pain. Well, Brad, I've been sick. He paid for that. No, he paid for you to get me sick. No, he paid to get you well. I, I, you know, I've got these health issues. He paid for that. He paid to give me health issues. No, he paid that you don't have them. Now, listen, I'm not condemning or judging. If you're like, I got issues, I got issues. Listen, I get it. But the more we act in faith, and we can say whatever we want, but this is what the book says, by his stripes, and it's past tense, come on, 
I'm healed. I was healed. I were healed. That sounds funny. I'm a homeschooler. It was one of the gooder decisions we've ever done. He's paid for all that. He paid to make you well. He said, you're worth it. That's what's amazing. If you were the only one that needed something, Jesus said, I'll pay for that. I got this. So listen to me. If you're in a ditch, he's coming back because it's paid in full. If you need a job, he's coming back because it's paid in full. If you are poor, he's coming back because it's paid in full. If you're rich, he's coming back because it's paid in full. If you're good looking, he's coming back because it's paid in full. If you don't think you're good looking, he's still coming back because it's paid in full. No, and I wasn't looking at anybody in specific. People are thinking, he doesn't think. Listen to me. What I'm saying, if you're handicapped, he's coming back. It's paid in full. Whatever is the issue that you think you have, he paid for it in full for it not to be there. Somebody shout, it's paid in full. Awesome. We come to church, we're smiling on the outside, but on the inside, there's a war. On the inside, that's where he gets you, right between the ears. He starts saying all this and all that, and we start believing the lies. Sound the alarm, ladies and gentlemen. It's paid for in full. The enemy is a liar. Jesus wants you to get up from where you've been wounded or hurt. And we live in a society that a lot of us have gotten wounded or hurt, and then we carry that along. I'm telling you, I've seen so many things that... I don't even understand how God does some of the things he does and how he does. But I don't care as long as he does it. Does it really matter? Because he's God. I had people that got mad one time. We saw a lady. I just, just, I remember being in the service and I said, you know what? God wants to, he's, he's touching somebody right now on their hip. And I've I shared this story, but it's been a while. And the, the lady, she, she gets up and she says, brother Brad, that's me. And so she, on her own, she came up front and we just believed and said, you're healed. So she Start walking around the, the sanctuary, the auditorium. Just start walking. She was doing this, you know. And that was the first trip. The second trip around, she was doing this. The third trip around, she was doing this. The fourth trip around, she had a hanky out. And she was doing this. And people got mad. Because it was in church. She shouldn't be doing that. Can I say it's paid in full? You wouldn't be mad if it was your hip. You know what? Jesus spit on mud and put it in blind people's eyes. I mean, I don't think that's really doctrinally, hey, let's have some spitting mud class. Let's, you know, but if you're a blind guy, you're going to be saying, hey, Jesus, could you stick some of that right there? Because if you can see, he paid it in full. What I'm telling you is, in life is sent you hooks and jabs and uppercuts life does that he paid it in full we got to keep our footing keep our i'm christ the solid rock i stand on all other ground is sinking sand there's going to be sinking sand all around you should invest in this you shouldn't do this this is politically correct this isn't this is that and this is that there's going to be all kinds of opinions what does god say because he paid it in full if he is the author and finisher of my faith, if he is the beginning and the end, I think I'm going to go with him. I just saw on a sign of a church up the street, and I like the sign. It said, this is a church hospital. We take all patients. I thought, that's, that's cool. But see, this is what we don't think. We think church, uh, I remember being, 
pastor and church had to break this mindset because they were they were upset if anybody wore anything besides a suit and a tie. This was just one gentleman. So you need to dress your best because Jesus wore his best. He had a robe, <laughs> some sandals, and a loincloth. <laughs> you don't want to see me in a loincloth and a robe and sandals. <laughs> I'm just saying. But, you know, he was just like, you know, I'm like, who, who sets you up to be? You know, I'm just, what if we just came to Christ as we really are? Because here's the lie, and I was saying before, the enemy is like, you get all your stuff right, then you can go to church. Because if he can delay what he can do, then I'm telling you, he's going to pound on you. But the truth is, if, you know, we go, well, I've got to get right. But if you wait till you get right, you'll get left. You've got to get yourself and just say, God, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm trying to figure this out, but you're going to help me. You're going to help me peel the onion back a little bit and show me here's, here's the issues. I got to give these to you because they're bigger than I can take. And if I give it to you, guess what? Jesus said, give those to me because why? I paid it in full. Jesus says he doesn't want any to perish. So we shouldn't be surprised when we get people that come into church and we're like, oh, that's not appropriate. Well, how would they know what appropriate is? They don't know. They just got here. This is a hospital. We had a, there's another, you want to hear another story? Had a wonderful African-American lady. She got healed of cancer. Got healed of cancer. I'm going to say it one more time. Got healed of cancer. So thrilled. She had gotten prayed for, went and got the doctor's report, came back. And she was, oh, I'm so, pastor, I'm so, I'm so happy. And the music was going on, so she just started dancing. So she just starts dancing. People are getting mad. I'm just like, you need to go away. This lady just got healed of cancer. She doesn't know there's a sanctified holy hop that she has to do. Do you know what I'm saying? Let's just be real here. People, I'm telling you, if Jesus comes in and says, listen, I paid for that in full and you get free, you get free. And you quit worrying about what everybody else, Tom, Dick and Harry are thinking because Jesus paid for it in full. We all have stories, and some of them probably aren't pretty. We all have a past, and some of them probably aren't pretty. Some of them are worse than others. But again, who are we to judge? But I think if we ask people to stand up and testify, there'd be people that would say, you know, I should have been gone. I should have been dead. This should have happened, but God. God saved me here. God sent so-and-so into my life. God did this. God did that. How many have a but God story? I'm telling you, I'm telling you, God, God, I should have been wiped out a long time ago, but God. Why? Jesus already paid for me to be here today. He already started paving the way. When the enemy said, I'm putting up a roadblock, Jesus said, I don't think so. Because he paid for it in full. You know, I, you might look at yourself and go, I might not look like much, but let me just say, you're still kicking. You're still here. If the devil could have, here's the fact, he'd have rubbed you out a long time ago, but he doesn't have the power to do that. Because God is the author and finisher of your faith. Come on, people. It is God that says, listen, he's the one that says, you are mine. And you have to recognize that and start walking in what he paid for in full. You got problems, God's got power. <laughs> Sometimes people don't even know what you're dealing with. Because you got a smile on your face. 
you know, they say it takes less muscles to smile than it does to frown. But sometimes we don't listen to that. Now, that doesn't mean you can't ever have a bad day. That doesn't mean you can't ever be upset. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying sometimes everybody doesn't need to know everything. I'm getting better at that. Some of us need to understand how Facebook really should be. Is that record still running? <laughs> I'm just saying, there's a, we don't all need to know some of that stuff. Because you know what happens is the enemy takes every little bit and uses that for information because people start making judgment calls and stuff. And it's hard not to help it. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying, let's temperament our, ourselves with God. Let's have integrity. Let's do what God wants us to do. I'm telling you, God can get us in the nick of time. Just like this Samaritan, it's a rescue mission. Some of you are like, I'm waiting on him. I need him to come right now. Well, I'm telling you, he's paid for it in full. Real ministry. Now, I want you to understand something. This Samaritan that saw this guy, he, he had to see him. And we all know, it. we've heard the other story preached of the minister that walked by and the assistant and, you know, going on the other side of the road. And the Samaritan had compassion and there was a reason the Samaritan in Jerusalem and all of that. I'm, that's not what I'm talking about today, except for this point. He saw somebody in need, and that's what his heart said. It didn't matter what their authenticity, it doesn't matter their race, their color, it doesn't matter their lifestyle. Come on, somebody. Come on. Listen to me. They might not have the lifestyle you like, but when did you become God? Now, what I'm telling you doesn't mean the lifestyle's right, but what I'm telling you is you can love them and not condone what they do. That's just as simple as I can put it. This guy, he doesn't know his past, but he says, I'm going to help you. And it causes him to make an investment. When's the last time we made an investment? I want to say something really quick, and I'm, he doesn't know I'm going to say this, but I, I love my head usher, Scott. Now, I'm just telling you, before Scott came to this church, and he can tell me, he can, he can tell me, Brett, you're wrong, and he'll tell you in front of all of you, but if he does that, he's fired. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. We, we had a tank here. We were baptizing people, and, and we filled it with water, and it's a horse trough. And it started leaking, and water was just like oozing out all over the place. And we're like, oh, no, 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 because we paid to have the water shipped in. We're trying to stop the water. And, and Scott, I don't even remember how I got in touch with Scott. I think I took coffee or something over, but nonetheless, somehow he was over here, and he was... Worked at Hayes Glass at the time, and he was taking black goo and sticking it every place and this place and that place to stop the leak. He didn't know me. He didn't know our church. He didn't know anything. But he was investing himself to make this, to make a change or make that situation different. And I'll never forget that. It was one of those, it was just amazing. We ended up getting a, a new tank, but he saved us from that water running everywhere. We were able to get that water, transfer it to the new tank. And I'm telling you, because God used one man back there, Scott Ebert. And I, I thank the Lord for that. Now, what, what am I telling you is there was an investment. He had to go, you know what, I, I don't even know who this guy is. He's kind of nutty, but hey, you know, whatever. And he still helped us. You see, an investment's going to cost you something. It might cost you time. might cost you money. might cost you just a listening ear. It might just cost you, hey, maybe just, hey, can I just pray for you? It might cost you something, and much of the time, investment in anything is going to cost you something. Anything worthwhile is probably going to cost you something. 
The Bible says the Samaritan came from where he was. God knows right where you are. He knows everything about you, your faults, your good points, and he still never gives up on you. He still paid for it all. The Bible says while we were still sinners, he died for us. That's pretty awesome. When I teach this class here under the left on the first Sunday of the month, one of the things is people have asked me, why do you always preach in, in, about salvation? Listen to me. And I'll tell you the story real quickly. Uh, this is what happened. We were, Mallory was about two years old and we were shopping and she was right by my side. Dads, you know, we, we love our kids and they're right by our sides, but we don't shop like women. Kim is a shopper. She knows how to shop. She can multitask. I can multitask if I'm eating Fritos and Doritos and which one I'm, but I don't know about shopping. Well, anyway, she was right beside me and Kim was right there. I mean, like Kim was like from me to the window here and, and Mallory was right here. And I started just looking at these clothes that Kim had been looking at and I looked down and Mallory's gone. I looked at Kim. Of course, here's what you don't want. You don't want your wife to call that to your attention. So I was trying to, you know, think, okay, maybe she's on the other side of Kim. So I look and Kim goes, where's Mal? I said, is is she on the other side of you? She goes, no. I'm like, Mallory, you can tell as a dad, my voice just went from Mallory, Mallory, Mal, Mal. Kim's went from Mallory, Mallory! (laughs) Because we are looking, listen to me. And this is what I'm doing. My mind goes into Rambo mode because I'm a dude. My mind starts scanning the store. If I can see anybody carrying a little dark-haired two-year-old out, I'm going to make, you know, I'm going Rambo on them. So I'm I'm ready to go. And, And so she's like, Mallory, Mallory. And we're both like frantic looking. Listen to me. And then we hear. And she goes, what? And inside this big circle rack. I still can see Kim going, like Moses parting the Red Sea. And Mal's in there. She was hiding. And she was having fun. Her party was just officially over. Because I remember Kim grabbing her, and she's like, we are going home. And away we went. Now, my whole point is this. I could have said, if we lost one, we lost one. We'll make more. There's more at home. Some of you are like, you're bad. (laughs) But here's the whole point of that. Everything in life stopped because we were concerned about what was lost. And that's why God is concerned about you. As far as he's concerned, you are the most important thing on his mind. He paid for it in full. In full. All right. The Bible says the Samaritan got down on his animal, off his animal, put the other guy up on his. When you are down, you can't see so well. You see just what you see from a grounds view. But when you get up on a higher, your viewpoint changes. You know, the beautiful thing about TV right now, if you're watching football or whatever sport, basketball or whatever, you can see because they got instant replay. You can see if the guy's foot touches the line. You got all of the ability to see that. But when you're at the game and you're the official, you don't have all that ability. And so sometimes life comes at you and you got to make calls right the way it is. But I'm telling you, when God says, listen, I paid for this all, I want you to see what I'm seeing. Wouldn't you like to see what God is seeing? Because boy, how many of us, if we saw what God sees, we can make better decisions. 
if we could sit where God is telling us to sit, we could see a little better. And we may not um, make so many mistakes that we've done. So listen, I don't want you to stay in the ditch. God paid for it in full. Here's some mistakes the Samaritan uh, made. So I'm just going to go over this and we've got three quick points. You'll be out of here in 10 minutes. He left Jerusalem to go to Jericho. He wasn't on a safe road. So what I'm telling you, like I said before, there's a lot of different ways to get someplace else. You can go different routes. Can I ask you this question? Has the enemy trying to get you off on a side road that's not a good road for you? So if you have a destination, there's a place to get to that destination. But wouldn't it make sense if we took the safest route? What if the enemy is just trying to get you on a side road to get you off the destination? Because if he can get you on a side road then he can get you to a place where you're vulnerable because that's going to be one of our points here in just a second. He wants to get you at a place where you're not protected, where he can steal you blind or he can wound you or he can do whatever he needs to do. And he's got three things in mind, steal, kill, destroy. God gets blamed for a lot of that stuff, but it's not God that's stealing, killing, and destroy. If things are going on in your life and it involves theft, stealing, or killing, or death, you know, destruction, it's, it's of the enemy. It's not of God. So our first thought today is wear your armor. Wear your armor. Why not? It's paid for. Might as well wear it. It's paid for. That'd be like telling the football team, go on out there in your PJs. The other team's got stuff on, but who cares? Somebody already paid for those pads. You might as well put them on because the enemy's still going to come at you. So wear your armor. Put on that helmet of salvation because that's where your the war is at. It's right between your ears, your thought process. You need that helmet to protect your mind. Put on that breastplate of, of righteousness because your heart, you can't just give your heart to anybody. Girls, don't give your heart just because he looks good in a pair of Levi's. He better have more to swing than just his Levi's. He got to have something back in the heart tank. Don't give your heart out to just anybody. Guys, you don't do it either. You protect that. Out of the heart throws the issues of life. Out of that. So you got to protect that. You shod your feet with the, the gospel of peace. The Bible says readiness. So you got to be ready. God, if God says, hey, the cloud's moving. Let's go. You got to be able to do that because God might have you move soon. He might have you stay. Whatever. But you got to be ready. And when you're ready, you have peace. You know, Kim and I are just doing some things now in our life that we're, okay, God, and we're doing it together so we have, listen to me, have peace. Does it mean we like some of the process? No, but I got peace in the process. That's half the battle. Gird your loins with truth. Start saying, be truthful. Look at the word of God and start saying the things that are true. Because the facts are going to scream loud. But what does the Bible say? The Bible is your truth. Start speaking the truth. So you got to do that. You got that shield of faith, those fiery darts. The enemy's going to just be shooting those things. You got to stop that stuff. He's going to tell you all kinds of lies. But you got to wear your armor. Because you have girded your loin with truth. You've put up that shield of faith. Then you got the sword of the spirit. You got the word of God. And you're going to start saying things back to him. Things that God said. He doesn't have to really do, I have authority in Jesus, but boy, I'm telling you what works is saying what God said. Because it always goes out and does its purpose. So if I say what God said according to the situation, Revelation 12, 11 says they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. So man, if you're like, I've been down in the ditch, I'm depressed. The joy of the Lord is my strength. 
I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And you can just begin to quote those things and say that. And what happens is, is the more you say it, the, the quicker you get up. The quicker you start using what God says. Keep your spiritual clothes on. Don't let your shout die out. Here's thought number two. You get your praise on. Don't give up your garment of praise. Never stop praising him. Now, I'm going to just say this. Praise and worship at TLC isn't a filler so you can get to church on time. Now, I'm glad if you're running behind that, you know, obviously you, you still come. That's not what I'm saying. But it's not designed just to waste time until the message. You need to hear this. Praise and worship, this is what it's designed to do. It's designed to tear up the ground, in other words, maybe the hard soil of the stuff that have got us in the messes we are in so that it opens our heart to receive what God has for us so that he can pay it in full. It's already paid for. We might as well use it. I want a garden that looks good, don't you? I want to be able to say, you know, there was a man walking by a garden and, and the garden was beautiful. It was beautiful. And some, the guy says to the man, he says, man, that is the most beautiful garden I've ever seen. He said, Wow. Did God just, man, it's awesome. And the guy said, yeah, you should have seen how it looked before I took over. It was before it was just, it was just God. Now, can God have a beautiful garden? Absolutely. But he wants us to do the work. Now, he's not going to do what you can do. I'm going to say it again. He's not going to do what you can do. You have got to understand, Father, I just thank you. And you just begin to say, you know what, God, I'm not too proud. I got things I'm, I'm working on. But if you paid it in full, I want to access that. I'm not going to give up my spiritual clothes to do that. I'm going to get my praise on. I'm going to do everything that you've told me to do. God is looking for people that will begin to praise in the midst of circumstances that don't certainly uh, what the world isn't praising. In other words, you might say, well, Brett, you don't even know. You don't even know. I'm so behind in my bills. You need to praise him. Praise him for being behind? No. Praise him that he's going to show you a way out. And then you're going to, we're going to do our last point, which is obey. We're going to get to that in just a second. But you're going to praise him. No matter what the situation looks like, you're going to praise him. No matter what my people around me are saying, I'm going to praise him. No matter what my family, if they think I'm crazy, I'm going to praise him. No matter what my flesh tells me, I'm going to praise him. No matter what I think, I'm going to praise him. No matter what I feel, I'm going to praise him. No matter what my bank book says, I'm going to praise him. No matter what the refrigerator looks like, I'm going to praise him. No matter what... I'm going to praise him. Our last thought for this morning is obey. And this is huge. The enemy couldn't wound him. If he couldn't strip him first. In other words, if you are willing to give up your spiritual armor, then you are leaving yourself vulnerable for the enemy to attack you. That's how this works. If you ever read in Ephesians, there's no armor that covers the backside. Because God never meant for you to retreat. The armor is all front armor. It's all like, you know, basically, you might not like this, but it's all like in the enemy's face armor. That's what it's like. And the enemy's going to try to get you to take that off. Now, I, I, I said in the first service, I want to say this again. Remember Nehemiah? Nehemiah was up on the wall. He was building the wall back. And that was his job. He's like, man, I've got to do this. I want to do this. And because the enemy was so threatened by what he was going to do, he did it in 52 days. 52 days, record time to build this wall back. And the enemy's trying to get him down. Hey, come on down here. Come on, I want to talk to you. And what he's telling him seemed reasonable. 
well, maybe we should talk. You know, you could think, you could reason that out. But you see, God had told him something else. So he's, this is what he's doing. He's telling people to do this. You've got a trowel in one hand and you've got a sword in the other. I'm not coming down for you. No, uh-uh, that's not important enough. This is more important. Now, I don't know how you can do a trowel and a sword because I'm not real good at multitasking. I can't do that thing. Rubbing, jumping. I'm not good at that. Kim can do it. Mallory can do it, and they can laugh at me because I can't do it. And no, I'm not going to demonstrate. But what I'm telling you is he had heard from God, and he had to obey. I am not coming down because God has given me something. And I've had people ask me stuff like this. Now, listen, I want to tell you, if God said, listen, I don't want you to go out. I want you to stay on this path. And someone else comes and says, I, too, am a prophet of God. And I'm telling you, God said you're to come with me. Did you know there's a story in the Bible that they did that and they all got killed by bears? Why? Because God didn't say that. The enemy is the father of lies. If he's told you to do something, stick to it. Start saying, Father, in Jesus' name, unless you tell me different, this is what I'm going to do. Unless you've told me anything different, this is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it as you said. I'm not coming down because this is important. I'm going to obey. Because what happens if we don't obey? Then we willingly have taken off our armor, putting ourselves vulnerable to the enemy where he can get you. So this is what I want you to look at. I don't know what's going on with any of you or any of that, and that's all cool. Now listen, this is what I want you to say. But if you're going through hell, I want you to listen to what I'm saying. Somewhere, somehow, you've taken off some armor. And you've got to put it back on. And so that's what you need to do. It's not, a, it's not a lost cause. Now, it doesn't mean that the enemy is not trying to penetrate and you still have your armor on. So that, that could be what's going on too. So please. But I'm saying sometimes we have willingly knew and we stepped out. Now, we used to teach this with an umbrella. And have an umbrella and you could pour rain. And of course, if you're under the umbrella, you're not getting wet. But if you say, I'm stepping out of the umbrella, you're going to get wet. Because we've willingly stepped out of that protection. What I'm telling you today is, listen, sometimes we need to just understand we not we may be off on a on a tangent on a road that the enemy has called us off on. My wife would say this. Is it a good thing or a God thing? There can be a lot of things that are good. And that doesn't mean they're in essence, they're not bad. It's just might not be something that you need to do. You got to stay on task. You got to stay on what's important. You got to stay on what's most important. What has God told you to do? And if you can do that and understand, because he paid for it in full. Now, here's the last thing. That was our last point. I grew up, I was born in 60. How many remember the Karate Kid? Oh, look high, always look high. I was, I've got a history in martial arts. I've got three different belts and different styles and all that stuff. So I, I'm a fighter. I like that. Part of that is like, ooh. And when you know, you know Miyagi, wax on, wax off, paint the fence, side to side, sand the floor, all of that stuff. And and Daniel would be like, ah. And he goes into the competition. Now, you might be saying, this isn't Bible. I'm just giving you a principle because this is the principle I want you to catch. They go into the competition. And if you remember, the enemy, the other sensei, is threatened by how good Daniel has figured out and got himself balanced. And let's just call this, let's say we get balanced in the word. It causes the enemy to be afraid. 
And so now this guy says to his one student before the final battle, he goes, I want him out of the competition. And if you remember the guy, but sensei, I'll be disqualified. Out of the competition. Yes, sensei. And so they do an illegal blow and they hurt Daniel's leg. And now he comes back into the other, you know, the final match with the, the final bad guy that you've watched through the whole movie. So you're, you're in it. You're waiting. Da-da-da. You're waiting on stuff to happen. And, and Daniel's actually making ground. Why? Because he's on the right path. Now, I'm not trying to spiritualize this. I'm just trying to make a point. The bad guy says this, sweep the leg. Why would he say sweep the leg? Because that's where Daniel was wounded. My friends, the enemy will try to go after where you're wounded. That's what he'll do. Why? Because he doesn't play fair. Because he's the father of lies and he's a cheater. He's nasty. So he'll go after any vulnerable point. So that's why it's so important that you obey and keep the armor up. It's so important that you stay and you stay accountable and you keep people with you and you stay on track and you stay on point. It's so important because he will sweep the leg. And he and he did. And but you know how the story ends. That's how that's how it ended. What I'm trying to tell you is this. Don't get caught off on a road that you don't need to be on. You know, we live in a sight and sound generation, and just by a click of a finger, you can be places you don't want to be. Sweep the leg. You don't need that. Stay where you need to be. Stay on the road. And the next thing you need to understand, that Samaritan, this is what he did. He said, the Bible says the next day, which means he stayed all night. Now, whether he stayed by his bed or he guarded the room, whether the thieves would come back, we don't know. But I'm telling you, no matter what you've been through, and if you have been off on a side road, God's still got you. He still knows where you are. You can still get back on the safe road. My friends, when I leave my house, I did it today, every time I leave. Father, I thank you for this house. I plead the blood of Jesus over it. I pray angels over it. Everything that you've given us, you protect it. We, we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Brett, what did you just do? I'm telling you what I did. I just stationed angels around my property. You know, I'm telling you, when God is starting to do things for you and you understand and you believe, this is better than ADT. It's better, you, you can't have a security system better than God. Because, you know, when people try to come in, I'm telling you, God is right there going, I don't think so. I don't think so. I, you know... And last story, and I'm done. Listen to me. Because God uses a lot of things when, when, like father and son. We were in a situation one time, and it got heated. And my son, Sam, he was, how old was Sam? We were in the trailer park. Five. He's just a little toe-haired, blue-eyed boy, cute as a button, man. He looks awesome. Looks like his father. (sighs) No. This dude comes at me, and there's circumstances that we didn't do. It had nothing. That we, did, we did absolutely nothing, but someone else on our behalf, just, it was terrible. And he comes at me, and I thought he was going to physically harm me or try. Um, and my son is, is right there, and, and he is, this dude is, 
And Sam is just like, and I mean, he's saying words I don't want my boy to hear, but he is pointing and, you know, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. Now, listen to me. There's a part where I, you know, I'm like, okay, okay. But I already told you some of my background. So I just took my son and went. And now he's he's facing right me nose to nose. Listen. You need to understand that Jesus paid for that in full. You don't have to be a punching bag for the enemy. You can uh, isn't it time that you made him uh, pay for his stuff once in a while? Why don't you just get up and say, you know what? I know who I am in Christ. Jesus gave this to me. I'm going to use my armor and I'm going forward. And I don't care what it looks like right now. You need to praise him. You need to wear your armor and you need to obey God because he paid it in full. If you'll understand that simple concept, you will see breakthrough like you've never seen breakthrough before. When I got in front of that gentleman and I said, are you done? And, and I said, here's the number. If you want, you can call this number. You can do this or whatever you want to do. But we are done here. Unless you got something else. And that, I mean, right away. Listen, because Jesus said, you speak to the mountain. I knew I had God rise up in me. And I just, I didn't say anything derogatory to that man. I, I was nice. I was kind. But I was firm. And I'm telling you, right now, he went right back. And he stepped back. And it was over. And I'm not saying he wanted to have me over for Thanksgiving dinner. But I am saying it diffused right then because I felt the Lord rise up inside of me. I had my boy there and I'm like, this is not going to go down the way this guy's calling that. Are you going to let the enemy do to you what he's calling to do or are you going to rise up? He paid for it in full. How would you act if you know it's paid for in full? If you could. Don't give up your armor. The enemy, the last thing he wants you to do is praise him in situations that don't look praiseworthy. Not praising the enemy, but praising God. Watch what comes out of your mouth. Life and death is in your mouth. Don't get off your wall that God has put you on to come down and play catch with the enemy. You don't need that. And then obey God and do whatever he tells you to do. And when you do those three things, things start happening. Things start changing. Finances will start changing. Situations, if you need a job, God, God's already got your job. He paid for that. Do you believe that? If you believe that, you'll go out and you'll just wait for the job to show up and you'll do what you have to do because you know it's coming. Come on. Well, Brett, I got this pain in my back. Well, believe that God already died for that. He's already paid for that. So you're believing that can't stay. Come on. So you start believing and understanding that he paid for it in full. And that's exactly what happens. And things start happening. And then people will look at you and you cannot deny fruit. They can say whatever they want, but they cannot deny the blessings of God, because you have no other thing than just go. He did that. Why? Because I work with Papa. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes?